Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Just going 2 o'clock, good to have your company here on SCNZ Afternoons with Staffy here till 3 and then Kirsty Stanway and Mark Richardson will be joining Kurs Beavers in South Korea of all places running coaching clinics. Oh, you'll have a hoot. You'll have a hoot. Uh, big, big weekend of Super Rugby. The top four have found their way into the semi-finals. Uh, we're going to have a look at those, but I want to just ask TJ. Tony Johnson joins us now from... Sky Sport teacher. I want to ask you first of all, buddy, um, when we were previewing last week, neither of us could have predicted the biggest talking point would have been a try that wasn't scored by Adi <laughs> Savia. <laughs> yeah, look, to be honest, um, you, you knew that that was going to be given as a no try as soon as uh, Nick Berry, and I, I think he kind of bailed out on it a little bit, uh, said, you know, on field, no try. Uh, to me, there was enough evidence there. I, I think the ball had been grounded. Uh, you know, I think they probably could have awarded the try. But the thing is, it's got to be so conclusive to overturn the, the, the on-field decision that uh, it was no great surprise, really, what the outcome of it was. Uh, were they unlucky? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, in, in other instances, that, that might have been given. But having said that, if you're going to focus on something like that, uh, and a, a lost opportunity or a decision that didn't go your way, you've also got to be fair and, and focus on other opportunities that they had to win the game. And obviously the most talked about one came not that long before when Geordie Barrett, who, who just seems a, li- a little bit out of sorts at the moment, uh, opted to have a go uh, when he had an unmarked player, Baylon Sullivan, outside him, and, and that could have won the game too. So... Yeah, they, they were unlucky in that regard, but by the same token, uh, they didn't take another match-winning opportunity when they had it. And look, you know, it's a hard place to win. Uh, you know, they had a pretty good season. But the Hurricanes, they'll be disappointed that they're not in the mix this weekend, but they certainly didn't fail in, in 2023. Just just on Geordie Barrett, like, when he's on form, he's, he's one of the best in the world, but he has been off just for a little while. With the return of Jack Goodhue, Rico's probably got 13 locked up. Return of Jack Goodhue, return of Anton Leonard-Brown. Um, is, is he potentially under threat for the starting 12? Uh, look, I get the funny feeling that they, they, they like him there, uh, that they feel that that's a position where he can make a, a really good contribution. And, you know, you think about it, he's a big, strong guy. He gets the ball... You know, he gets through the tackle, he can offload, uh, defence solid, 
Uh, you know, obviously gives them an extra, a very powerful kicking boot in the middle of the field. There's a lot about him that, that they like, and I think that, that they feel he can contribute from from 12. I think they've got so many options at 15 at the moment that uh, you know, I, I think that's where they're looking at him. The, the guy that I would say that's come back and made a, making a real claim for that 12 jersey is Anton Leonard-Brown. Mm. I mean, he has been absolutely outstanding since coming back into the Chiefs' side. He's, he's been sharp. Uh, you know, he, he's been penetrative. You know what a good uh, defender. You know what a good thinker he is. He's a, he, and, and so I think that if there is a threat coming, it's from Anton Leonard-Brown. Uh, I always feel with Anton Leonard-Brown that he plays better at 12 than, than 13. So, but, but I know Geordie Barrett's going to be part of the picture, no question. Yeah. Um, semi-finals time. Um, I don't think either are foregone conclusions, TJ. Talking to the TAB guys all week, they're just saying it's pretty much one-way traffic. The Chiefs, um, a little bit more divided between the Crusaders and the Blues. I, I think both games are wide open. Yeah, well, the only sort of rather damning statistic, uh, if you're into that sort of thing, is that there have been 58 playoff matches played in New Zealand, and the home team has won 54 of them. Mm. Even with my very basic maths, uh, I can work out that that means that the away team has won exactly four times since 1996. So that shows the importance of playing at home. You wonder, you know, people try and say, look, it's just another paddock, it's just another patch of grass, but, but home advantage does seem to count. Uh, and, and so that's what the Blues and it's what the Brumbies are up against this weekend. But I, I agree. I thought the Brumbies... You know, played played really well uh, last week. I, I think we, we we can't keep seeing them as a one-dimensional team because I think they they showed multiple facets to their game last week. Uh, the, the Blues would probably be encouraged uh, that, in that they're able to uh, put a settled team out on the field. Um, they don't have the injury quite the same degree of injury disruption uh, that the Crusaders have got. Um, and they did beat uh, the Crusaders, I think they, they beat them last year in Christchurch in a round-robin game. So it, it's not beyond their capabilities, but history tells us that, that, that the home teams are favourites of both of these games. Just on those Crusaders injuries, I feel like it's, um, it's not an excuse, but it's a reason to give the Blues a red-hot crack, uh, particularly when Mr Lineout himself, uh, Sam Whitelock not being there, Ethan Blackadder not being there. There's a number of players there without big match experience. If anyone's going to beat the Crusaders in Christchurch, I feel like this is the best opportunity we've seen for some years. Yeah, the, you know, even the Crusaders with their incredible depth, that's being tested to the to the limit. I mean, yep, you, you mentioned Whitelock, Blackadder, you add them to a, a list that also includes George Bauer, Sebu Reese, Joe Moody, uh, Fletcher Newell, uh, David Havili, all All Blacks, as well as, you know, Cullen Grace, Dom Gardner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a major depletion. It takes a lot of elite players out, but, but I think most importantly, it takes a couple of their key decision makers out. Whitelock, obviously, uh, at, at line-out time, he's just such a great strategist at line-out. Uh, you, know, the, you know, he calls the line-out, he organises everything. So that, that's big. And, of course, David Havili, I, I always feel like the, you know, the Crusaders play better, that Richie Moonga plays better when David Havili is there because he just takes a little bit of weight off, um, takes over a bit of the kicking responsibility, a bit of the decision-making process. And so that those are, are, are major losses. But, you know... Uh, they still don't lose many, do they? 
uh, no matter who's on the field. Um, so, look, I, I, I think um, you know, they still go into the game as favourites. But, yep, I, I, I'd agree that because of the depletion there and because of the talent that the, the Blues have got, let's not forget that. You know, they have got some devastating attacking talent of their own. Uh, you know, they're going to be a, a, a real shot at this. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating prospect. Sure is, sure is. Um, I want to ask you about the um, show that was on last night, the Paddy Gow, but I can't ask you about it if I don't know whether you watched it or not. Uh, uh, you, you talk. Uh, look, I, I've caught wind of it. I didn't watch it. I, I like okay. Paddy. Uh, you know, don't don't get me wrong, but I didn't watch it. And from what I understand, what he did a thing about why is everyone turning off rugby, and he had Andrew Gordy. On is that right? Talking about it? That, yeah, that... Oh, Andrew Gordy went and did the legwork, talked to fans, talked to clubs. It went full circle. Actually, he started off why is it seems to be dying away, but in the full circle, he did a history of New Zealand rugby and why we should all still love it and let's get back on the bandwagon, let's go. And yeah. so he, he did do the full circle, but there were concerns with playing numbers, the concerns with attendances, concerns with rule interpretations, all that sort of thing. But one thing that yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you one thing Mark Robinson said, which was my biggest takeout of it was. Um, he's very open and almost almost wants New Zealand players to be able to play for Australian Super Rugby franchises for the betterment of the competition. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, not, I, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, there's enough, you know, go through the, the teams now. Uh, I mean, look at the Brumbies team that'll play this weekend. How many New Zealand-born players have they already got there? I, to me, that's a side issue. It really is. Um, mm. I, I think they've got to be more concerned about, main, you know, this sort of breakdown that occurs when players leave school or what's going on at the school, um, you know, keeping the numbers up and the younger players, keeping them playing the game, you know, those sorts of things more than whether or not a few All Blacks can go and play for Australian teams, uh, you, know. But, you know. The other thing, too, is um, the, the, this talk about interest waning in the game. That's because of the crowd numbers at the stadiums. I can tell you, mate, that the, the TV figures for this year's Super Rugby are the best they've been, and I, I think it's five years at least. So the, particularly for the New Zealand Derby, the people are still watching on TV in mm. uh, great numbers. The numbers going to the stadiums, well, I, I'm sure we'll get two really big crowds this weekend. That That's an issue. And I think maybe they've got to make more of an effort to market the game. Mm. Because at the moment, um, you know, where does the marketing come from? A lot of it's just from the, from the promotional stuff that you see on Sky. Yes. And, and, and there needs to be more money gone into, into the marketing to get people along. But also, we've got to provide a better stadium experience. I've banged on about that long enough. And thank goodness when you go to Christchurch, you can now actually see that new stadium starting to take shape. Because if I lived in Christchurch, I don't think I'd be very keen on going and watching in, in that dilapidated old, you know, temporary carcass of a stadium that they've, they've got there. I mean, it's it's just testimony to the Crusaders that they're able to get as many people as they do there because I can't imagine it's a very good viewing experience at all. Mm. So I think there's a number of factors that, that, that have to come into it. Uh, and also you've got to look across the board. Uh, are, are, are people playing as much sport? right across the board in New Zealand as they're used to as well. Um, it's just that rugby is such an easy focus. You don't have to go very far before you find someone who will tell you that rugby's fading, that, rug, you know, what's wrong with rugby. Um, but, you know, it, it's, 
Uh, are these people that actually like the game, follow the game, or are they people that actually don't like it very much? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not expired. I, I feel like the connectivity and just seeing that um, Rob Nichols come out today saying we need to involve the public more. Now, that's a big thing for, for someone like Rob Nichol when you and I know how powerful he is in, in player engagement for him to be able to say, you know, let, let's share the Blues coaching staff and who they're looking for. You know, we need a number six and we're watching the NPC to, to, yeah. to, to see. It goes back to what I was saying about, you know, the way the game's marketing, you know, yeah. relying on, you know, you know, promos for the games on Sky and stuff that's being sent out on social media um, and, and all that. Is, is that enough? Are they, are they doing enough? Are there enough, you know, is there enough promotional activity going on to get engagement with, with, with the fans? I think they've got to look at that, but, Mate, all I can say is that, you know, we've got two games um, coming up this weekend and, you know, we haven't talked about the Chiefs and the um, and the, the Brumbies yet. Um, but, you know, I, I expect we'll see the, the interest in those two games will be very high. I do too. I'll, I'll be definitely watching both of those. Uh, before we go, TJ, All Blacks' first squad will be named um, Sunday, I think it is, Sunday night. Um, I, do, I hate the term bolters because... Bolters don't make the All Blacks. They're bloody good players. Who's a newish bloody good player that you think? You know, I'm thinking about the likes of Sean Stevenson, Narawa, Roy Gard, th- these types of guys. I really hope Sam Penny Finau gets a crack. Um, can can you see two or three more or less? Well, it depends. I think it's going to depend a lot on um, on who's fit. You know, if the, there's going to be some players who are out of action for the rugby championship, but will come back, you know, that the, the pro, uh, priority will be to get them back for the World Cup, then, yeah, we could see some new faces. A, a guy like Tamaiti Williams, for example, who's just having a great season with the Crusaders. And, you know, I, I suppose it's one of the hallmarks of a, a, a wonderfully successful organisation that they just keep promoting young talent. I think if he was fit, you know, Dom Gardner would be a guy that I'd be looking at. Uh, Stevenson, definitely. I, I think he has deserved... Uh, he deserves to be selected for the All Blacks. So I think he couldn't have done a lot more um, than he has. Uh, in fact, I, 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 at this point in time, I, I know that um, Will Jordan is coming back to form, and he will, you know, be definitely in the mix. But you know, you could make a pretty good case at the moment for a back three of uh, Stevenson, Talia, Fanga, and uh for, for the All Blacks. Um, you know, the, the, Roy Gard is, is an interesting one because, first of all, he, he's got a really good left boot. And, and that that can be very valuable when um, you've got predominantly right foot kickers around you. Uh, I like the way he's prepared to run. And to me, it just kind of reminds me of the way Brendan Leonard came on the scene just before, I think it was the 2007 World Cup, rapid rise. I think that's there's potential there. Uh, Roy Gard, to me, the other thing, he's been starting. And to me, that gives him an advantage over, say, a Falau Whakatawa, who... Is really a closer um, for the Highlanders. Uh, he's a guy that they look to to come on at the end and, and you know, perhaps do something um, to, to win the game, as he has proven himself capable of doing. But the question mark is over his ability to manage the game through 60, 70 minutes. Uh, and, and that, to me, Roygaard appears probably to have, have, you know, better credentials in that regard. It's going to be a tough one, that one, because, I mean, for, for, for um, obviously Aaron Smith's going to make it. Uh, for Royguard to make it, they would probably have to leave one of Brad Weber or Finley Christie out, and I'm not sure that either of them deserve that. So it, it's, you know, 
I think more than uh, you know who, who the bolters are or who the new ones are going to be, it's going to be as much about a couple of possessions who they who they don't pick. And finally, finally, Sunday, naming the All Blacks a week before the Super Rugby final. Interested in the timing? Yeah, but I think they've just got to give them. To, let's face it, you'll be down to two teams. Uh, they'll probably be two New Zealand teams for sure. Um, and um, you know, it's just about time frames. Mm. Uh, you know, in the past, they've probably waited until after uh, the final. I remember um, staying on in Christchurch after the Fog final. I think they had the announcement the next day. I, I think it's been the what used to be the way, but I think you know everything's all compressed up because it's World Cup year. I don't have a problem with them naming it before the final. Uh, you know, it's not a, it's not like it's a final trial. They'll know who they want, who they don't want. Um, you know, they'll be pretty sure in their own minds. Uh, if you don't know after the semi-finals, you know, you'll probably never know, will you? No, you won't. TJ, uh, enjoy the semis. Can't wait to preview or review the semis next week and preview what will be a stonking final regardless of who's in it. All right, mate. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Um, there is TJ, Tony Johnson. Um, I am looking forward to the two semis. Um Oh, a lot of text messages. Never heard of anyone saying I love a scrum, someone says. Uh, people might still be watching. Uh, that doesn't mean the product out on the field is good. For the best part, it's not. I still watch. Uh, the TV figures are not the true reflection because most bars and restaurants around the country play the boring rugby. If they counted domestic homes, that might paint a different picture. Um the Highlanders' social media is actually really, really good, much better than the other Super Rugby teams. They are very good at social media, actually. Uh, for your information, I'd sent you an image of the Sky Super Rugby numbers all up on last year. Maybe we aren't good at going to the games because we love watching at home. I'm getting a bit sick of the Super Rugby versus NRL talk. I do feel that most of the talk of NRL being better is just media and a loud minority of fans. Yeah, everyone can use their voice, and I don't like it being super rugby now. It's you can like both, and you can say rugby's better than NRL. NRL is better than rugby. Anyone can say because that that is your prerogative. Um, but it looks like rugby's going to change soon, and and I think most people will embrace a little bit more change. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll find out how we can go four in a row with pacing for purpose.